Praise the Lord. Now this is Brother Julius Adewumi. Today I'm going through the teaching from in the book of or letters of Paul. I'm going to go to the book of Ephesians today. Ephesians and we're going to go from chapter 1. Ephesians is chapter 1 to chapter 6. We're going to go through it. It's a series so this is for all of you that have given your life to Christ and you want to know more about the scriptures and you want to know what is the principles, precepts of the word of God, how we should live our life. That's why you should be reading the letters of Apostle Paul. Start from the book of Romans, the letter to the Romans, which we have gone through in some of the earlier sermons also, earlier broadcasts. Then you read the book of Romans, then the book of Corinthians, then you go to the book of Galatians, which we also have done in our Bible teaching. Now I'm going to record, I'm going to teach on the book of Ephesians. This is a series, so go along with me, get your Bible, and as we read it, I will also be giving some explanation. Rather, you pray that in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, help the people that are listening to understand. Amen. Now, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, this is Apostle Paul. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Now, let me just explain right that verse 1. Every believer that have given their life to Christ, you are born again, you are now a saint of God. When people have not known the scriptures or they have not given their life to Christ, the word saints look like what? Well, there must be some, some people, it's a different breed of angels. No. These are we human beings that have been born again, washed by the blood of Jesus Christ and living for Christ. We are classified as saints of God. Even in the Old Testament, in the book of Daniel, Daniel also saw what in the vision where he told he thought they were a, a breed of angels. He called them saints. But God was just showing to him that at the end of the world, there will be only people that God is converting, re, re, recreating. God is recreating us. We may be one sinner when we are born. We may have followed sin when we are following the world. But when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, he comes into our heart, into our life, and gives us a new spirit. So that the old man is dead, buried under water. That's what it symbolized when you went to baptism. That old man is buried under water, not the physical body. That physical body you are seeing, that you call, that everybody knows, can see you. That is actually just a coat you are wearing. Think of a masquerade. Many of you in Africa, you have seen masqueraders when they are doing so many of these uh, uh, or idol worshipping, maybe the masqueraders of the Egungu festival, where you know that that image they are just wearing that cover them from head to toe, or they are wearing a a a, 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 a mask. That is just a mask. When they put that one down, the man inside that masquerade is the real person, and they may even hang that masquerade like it's like a, like if it's an entity sitting standing by itself. But there's nobody inside it, will just be like just a rotting, a, a mere cloth. That is what our body also is. The spirit and soul inside us wear this body that grows along when you, as you, from the babyhood to growth to, the, to be adult. 
but when the man dies, the body is just like a, 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 a bag of a cloth that you just have to throw away. And that is what a woman body is. And why am I saying that? Because I'm trying to say, God recreates us to become saints when we are born again. And that is what he's calling every individual to come and be. Come and be like Christ. Come, let Jesus Christ come and live inside. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Unless you eat the flesh of Jesus Christ and drink the blood of Jesus Christ, you have no life in you. But when you eat his flesh and drink his blood, a new spirit is created in you and you are now a different species. Even though you are still wearing this same masquerade body, body masquerade, uh, masquerade clothes, what we call it, the, our hat-thin clothes. You know, when the astronauts, we have heard about the astronauts that went to the moon, the American astronauts that went to the moon, when they were going to the moon, they have to put on like a, a masquerade cloth. It's called the space suit. Because they cannot expose, they don't know what is on the on that planet Mars or the planet Moon that they are going to, that could affect their skin. So they are actually in a masquerade body, and inside that masquerade cloth, which we call the space suit, is where their garment, where they have the oxygen they are breathing, is in that space suit. Okay, but they can't come out of it because they don't know what is in the atmosphere where they are going to where they are walking around. Similarly, we are in a what we call acting suit. Our body is like the acting suit that we put on. We put it on our mother's womb and came to this world and grew with it. But when the man dies, that acting suit is put away. That's what is thrown into the grave. But that's not what God planned. What actually God planned is to keep that acting suit permanently forever. That's why He created man in the first place in His own image, right here on earth. We're not expected to die and throw that certain suit away. But the situation has happened in the world. God said that we have to give them a new body in the end. But he has to first change our spirit inside so that we become holy. Holy people. That's why we are called saints. Apostle Paul is writing to believers, so he's calling them saints, which are at Ephesus. Everyone that is born again, you become a saint. Why? Because Christ is living inside you. You don't live in the life of sin anymore because your nature has been changed. A new creature in Christ is what the Bible calls it. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new species. All things pass away, all things become new. Even though you are still wearing this same physical body, but the man inside is changed. And that is what you have to understand. And then if you have just been just been born again, you have just given your life to Christ, walk like I just described as a new person. So that all the former behaviors they have known you to be that are sinful behaviors, you don't do that anymore. Why? Because Christ now is living inside you. You are now following the precepts of the Word of God. And that is what I would like you to know. When they call them saints, you are also to be a saint. Walk as saints of the Most High God. Walk on this earth as the saints of God. Verse 2. Apostle Paul kept on writing this letter that said, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father. And from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, that verse 3, we are called uh, the God, uh, the Lord is saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ came as a human being and he addressed. God as his father. And so that is why Apostle Paul is also saying God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
we know that God became flesh. He put on a human body and come and present himself as a son of God on earth. And by his by his adoption, by his uh, by his the word I'm looking for looking for is by his death and resurrection he, and conversion of us, we are now adopted to become sons of God because he is adopting us unto himself. That's what the scriptures say. And in this chapter of Ephesians, we shall see this explained in many words by Apostle Paul that we have been adopted to become sons of God when we come to Jesus Christ and he put his spirit inside us, we become sons of God also. Because I know the, the other religion, like a Muslim religion, they don't believe that there is God as a son. But God became human, human being. He put on the human flesh and came like a son so that he can reveal himself to us number one and then he can adopt us as sons of god so we become sons of jesus christ we become sons of god because the spirit of jesus christ now is living inside us and that is what the apostle Paul is going to explain this mystery it's called a mystery that this is the plan of god to adopt sons he said let's create let us create man in our mean image and god created man in his own image now the first man adam that was created from the dust that fell God now said, I will bring another Adam, but it was God that became flesh. He was born through a virgin and putting on the flesh and lived the sinless life and went back to glory. And now it's changing we individually that accepted him by coming and living inside us so that we also will be adopted to become sons of God. And that's what the Bible says, as many as receive Christ, to them he gave power to become sons of God. So we are getting that power in us, the Holy Spirit in us, so that we can also become sons of God, like Jesus Christ is called, called Son of God. Now, that's why he was called the first begotten, and we are adopted sons of God. Verse 4, According as he has chosen us in him, that's in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by jesus christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will now that's what i just explained is apostle paul is explaining this mystery that god has actually chosen us from the foundation of the world that means god knows whom, whom is whom we are and jesus christ gave that same parable in the parable of the tears that he, the son of man is one that planted this planet earth and this earth is like a field it's not like it's a field and he put the good the good seed on this planet which is human race and the devil called satan came and put tears from the spirit world he polluted the humankind and put tears these are the unbelievers that cannot as you never and god said i know my sheep and then he said he knows from the foundation of the world. That's why for us first, he has chosen us in him, as in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5 says, having predestinated us, so there's a predestination involved here, unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we are predestinated to become to be sons of God by adoption through Jesus Christ. We are sons of God by adoption. Jesus Christ is a son of God by incarnation because God became flesh. 
but we are now adopted to become sons of God. He put his spirit inside us so that we can also address him as father. Verse 6. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. So you see, we human beings being, being made sons of God by adoption, we are accepted as sons of God in Christ Jesus. There's no other way you can become son of God and be close to God except through this path through Christ Jesus because the spirit of Christ now is living inside individual individual of us that has accepted him he said he sent the spirit of his son into our heart whereby we can call him father also that is why Jesus Christ when he was going up to heaven he told Mary Magdalene I go unto my my father and your father to my God and your God is is making us to see that Every one of us that have accepted him, we can address God as our father, as our God, just like he, when he was on that, was addressing God as his father. So it's adoption. Just like if, let's say you have, a, you, you are listening to me, maybe you, you are married, you have only one son, but you want to have so many sons. So what do you do? You try to adopt other children. But are, you, are they going to be like your sons? If, you, if they can behave like your son that you raised, or you have to raise them, that's what adoption is. You can get them when they are still babies and then raise them in your household to behave like you, to think like you. The, that is called fathering. See, if you are the father, you train them to be like you. Many people can bring forth children to the world by just impregnating people, but only the fathers train the children, raise up the children to be like them. That is when you are a father. And if you are not a father, by just impregnating women. No. It is when you raise these children, you send them to school, you train them the way you want them to be trained. That is when you are called father. You are fathering them. So God is adopting us and is putting his spirit inside us to raise us like Christ, to make us behave like Christ, so that we live and think and walk like Say, Let us make man in our image after our likeness it's not just talking of adam it's talking of the sons of god is going to make at the end that we have the same likeness that we walk like him that we think like him he can then make them use his power just like the can use his power that is the image of god that god is looking for image of god indeed like a father we raise an adopted child from from babyhood so that the only the only person that baby knows is this father when the baby grow up, he knows that this is the only father he knows. That is father. As far as he doesn't know where, maybe you are not their biological father. It doesn't matter. The man that raised him up, that is his father. Not the biological something. Anybody can make biological egg, deposit a seed in their egg. But the one that raised this baby from babyhood through to adulthood, sending him to college, teaching more everything, that is the real father. And that is what God wants to make in us. When we accepted Christ, Christ come and send the Spirit inside us, and the Spirit of God will begin to train us to be like Him, to be like Christ. That's why the Bible says we are being changed from glory unto glory, unto the image of the Son of God, unto the image of Christ. And that's why we are still here. So that it does not just change us and become born again and take us out of here. No, He has to train us to be like Him. And that is the purpose of the Gospel. Now, let's go on in this letter of Apostle Paul, which he is explaining here to us. This is a mystery of what 
was the plan of God in bringing forth children or what 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 did he mean by saying let us make man in our image in Genesis chapter 1 but you see when you go back to that Genesis chapter 1 let me read it to you because people assume that this is just talking about the sixth day creation no it was it was a prophetic as I've preached many other places it was more it's more of a prophetic coded word that he was saying that let us make man in our image in Genesis chapter 1 from verse 26 now listen to what God said and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness remember after our likeness okay now go to verse 27 so God created man in his own image in the image of God created him male and female created he them you see now he's talking about them it's not just talking about Adam that he did he's saying that he's already created them in the first in chapter, chapter one means he's not talking about the first one is the only single person is is making he's talking about the multitude that is already planning that they will come forth at the end of the world there will be multitudes that will be his sons created them see now male and female so that is what he's talking about so when you come down you begin to see that he say we are predestinated to become sons of god and he's calling through all the Lord Jesus Christ that you come and become son of God too. Let him let me put my spirit of my son into you. So if you accepted Christ, he will put the spirit of his son into you. So you also can call God your father. And then he will betray you through the word of God that I teaching like this, through you reading it, through teacher teaching you, and the Holy Ghost in you leading you. That's when you become sons of God by adoption. Because only those sons of God will inherit this planet Earth. You say, well, when they are dead. He will resurrect them at the end. That's what he has planned in the book of Revelation. That he's going to resurrect all the Christians at the end of the world. After the world has been almost destroyed. And he'll give this planet back to them. Okay. Now let's read on and see this mystery of the plan of God is what we are revealing to you. In this Ephesians chapter 1. It's what I'm still on. And he said we are predestined to be unto our adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will, verse 6 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. We are all accepted in Christ Jesus when we have accepted Christ. Verse 7 In whom, in that is in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. So it is the blood of Jesus Christ that made God to accept us. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ that we are redeemed. Redemption means, redeemed means we were formerly his own, but we are lost. Then he came back and bought us back like a slave trader. In the slave trade in those days, when uh, uh, somebody that has a son found that his son is missing and they trace the son found that he has been kidnapped by the slave traders, the slave trader will not just release your son. You have to buy him back from them. And that's called redemption. Or let's say it is actually not that they kidnapped their son. Maybe the fellow owes some money. And the creditor just arrested him and took him and sold the man as slave to the slave traders. Now, if his relatives or his parents can go and buy him back by paying the debt that he owed, that is called redemption. And that is why the, the word of God is using the word redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ that we are redeemed, redeemed from, the, from Satan. Because when Satan deceived Eve, Satan took over this planet Earth and all man beings became like slaves to him. All man beings from Adam became like slaves to Satan. And that's why he's putting diseases upon human beings 
That's why it's putting sickness and death and physical death, and they are all going to a lake of fire in the end. If they don't, yeah, if they're not redeemed. So Christ came to redeem us, to buy us back to God by his blood. The shed blood of Jesus Christ is what buys us back. He said in verse 7 says, In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and God forgive us our sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. Verse 10. That is the purpose. What is this pleasure that God has purposed in himself? That is, this is the plan. He's going to tell us the secret of the plan of God from the beginning, which looked like Satan disrupting that plan, but see, it was part of the part, part of the mystery. And this is what Apostle Paul went on to explain verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he, that's God, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are not even in him. Now, that's a very deep Bible verse. What the Apostle Paul is saying is that God has already purposed this thing in himself from the foundation of the world that at a particular right time, God will gather everything into one in Christ Jesus. That is, he will put all things back into Christ and Christ will be the head of all things. And who is this Christ? It's God manifested in the flesh. Which means that is the plan of God. God that is invisible before, He wanted to become visible to the creation He's creating. And He wanted to, to, to live among the visible world. See, this physical universe is full of visible things that they call planets, clusters, galaxies stars that have so many planets around about them and uh, scientists have been looking through the telescope they don't know what are all these planets doing here why do we have so many of them in the universe millions of them are they all empty we only uh, we are located on this planet earth we are one of the few planets that are surrounding this sun that we see according to the science and we believe that the science is seeing what they are seeing and that the moon is sun is going around the circle around the earth and Jupiter is another planet that is around the sun. And Jupiter has so many moons that are going around about it. And this whole thing is empty. And even the moon that we see in above us there is a big place that people can live on it, but it's empty. Do you think God just created all these empty things like that? God has a plan. And that is what Apostle Paul is beginning to reveal in the, in the mystery here. That God has purpose in himself. That and at the dispensation of the fullness of time, as a particular time, God has planned that at a particular time He's going to do this. He will gather together in one. That is, He's going to gather all these things into under one person, Christ. In what? All things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him. So Christ is to be the head of all, and this is how God chose to bring it to come to pass. Starting with this planet Earth is making human beings. That's why there are billions and billions and billions have become to this world. And people thought, well, this place is overpopulated. And God is saying, you wait. You see all these planets? God planned to put people there. And my belief is that all the human beings that are going to be saved will be populating all these planets that are in the physical universes when God is done. That's why there are billions and billions kept coming to the world. You see, this place is... This plan, this universe alone is huge. And that is the plan. God said, in the dispersion of the fullness of times, that is at the particular time, when it's right in his sight, he will gather together in one all things in Christ. Both which are in heaven and which are not, or not, even in Christ. 
So God is going to unite everything. That's why he's bringing more children. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ said when he was on that, he said, only the Father knows the time when everything will be over. Because sick of his disease, what are sending human beings to the world? Spirits are being born, spirits are being born, human beings are being born because as long as spirits are born, new babies are coming. But when will this end? Say that generation come, generation go. But will there be an end? God is the only one that knows when that will when you say it is enough. Because if you look at from the time of Adam till now, how many human beings have come through this planet and died and what are in hell or in paradise? And right now, these people that are living are more than 8 billion people, or maybe close to 8 billion people. Because India, according to the population, they say it's about 1 point something billion. China is another 1 point something billion, if not more. And there are other countries. And they are saying the whole planet Earth right now, living right now, is in the range of 3 to 8 billion people. And many more people are still being born, other people are dying, people are being born. And if God, is, like the Bible said, even those that are dead are not gone they just in paradise waiting they are just in paradise waiting they are just in paradise waiting or in hell so god is going to bring all of them back at one particular point and those that are going to be saved those that are that are going to be saved will be populating these universes and that is the plan of god and that's why he says he's bringing everything together in one all things in christ because christ is going to be the head of all and that's God manifested in the flesh. God put on a human flesh and is going to live among us. You see that in the book of Revelation chapter 22. It said the tabernacle of God is with men. So which means God is going to change his headquarters. No more just going to be in the invisible world. He's going to be among the visible human beings. That is what this plan is. And that is why we that are, that are called to become believers, to become believers in Christ, we are to thank God and be humble and praise him for calling us. And you that listen to me, you want to come on in. It's calling you to come on in because it's open to everybody. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of this water of life freely. So come on in. He loves you. And he created you for that same purpose. Now, he went further in chapter verse 10. Verse 11 of Ephesians chapter 1 is what we are explaining. He said, in Christ, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own way. Now listen to that. He's talking of, of we are obtaining inheritance. What do you the word inheritance mean to you? When you say inheritance, when somebody, a very rich man, that is about to get old, is about to die, is going to put everything that he owns, is going to write his own will and say all these things is going to be inherited by his children and he begins to divide the things to them. That's what we call inheritance. And God, Paul is saying, we are going to be having an inheritance. It's not that they die last time inheritance. It's when they are coming back to live here, we are going to inherit all these things that God has created for mankind. All these planets, galaxies, they are created for human beings. Physically, we are going to be living. Just yes, going to be God give us a new body. That's why they are going to be resurrection. So, which means this acting suit that I call our body, that look like when the people die, they throw it away. God says he's going to bring them back or give them a new body. A new body. There will be another heart thing, heart thing, so it's going to be glorified with us. We never die. And we're going to live. And we see, when people never die, you see, there will be, there'll be no, the population will spread everywhere to all the universes. That is the plan of God. That's why he's saying it's an inheritance. We are inheriting what God has created. And he's created it for human beings. That is creating, yeah, it started from this planet Earth. And then there will be many more that he's going to be doing in the, in the future.
See, he said, in Christ we have this redemption. In Christ we have obtained this inheritance. We are predestined to have this inheritance according to the purpose of him who walketh all things after the counsel of his own way. So I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in his name, he will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so, all you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me. And enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. You are healed. Believe it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank God. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the source of Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen.